0: I'm Fred Faulkner, a husband and father with a passion for marketing and technology. I work at a top 50 consulting agency leading marketing for the growth and innovation team. On this podcast, I share my thoughts, opinions, and experiences in business and in life. This is my view of the world, according to Fred. Hey everyone and welcome to the first episode of the According to Fred the podcast. I am your host, Fred Faulkner, and I am so excited that you are here to join me on this journey. So we're going to kick off this podcast um, with something that is, I think, hitting news more and more. And I don't want this necessarily to be a news a news podcast, but certainly it's a topic that I think should be on everyone's mind, both as marketers and as consumers. And that is coming down to privacy and how marketers and consumers, in my opinion, are starting to become at odds with how we are getting and acquiring data as marketers, how we're treating that data to market to consumers and, and how consumers are starting to take control with the tools that are being handed to them, such as new phones and new privacy options through browsers to allow them to manage their data more consistently. So it's a big meaty topic. Uh, there's two points of view that, uh, or at least two two parts of this that come out to. Um, there's the marketer's angle and then there's the consumer's angle. I'm going to try and cover... My opinions and thoughts on both of those, one being a marketer that is using a lot of technology today to connect with prospects, connect with customers, to connect with people that are helping to uh, run our business. And then as a consumer who is actually you know looking at new phones and looking at what new ways my data is being acquired and how my data is being used and sold and how I feel about that. So that's gonna be the topic of our first podcast. I hope you stick around and listen to it in its entirety. We'll love your feedback. Um, Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter to kind of share some thoughts on this. But uh, let's get started. Marketers, we have had this amazing run of being able to collect data and use it to our advantage to create great marketing programs, connect with customers, acquire new customers, advertise, send emails, um, do multi-omni-channel marketing where we're connecting experiences together. And in many cases, that's been great because we've been able to give consumers value in how they interact with us via awareness, engagement, retention, advocacy, and loyalty. Technology has enabled us to do that on ways that uh, no one would have imagined when the telephone book came out, and you're in the back of the yellow pages to produce an ad. Today, you know that has just been one of those amazing things with technology and, and giving us marketers tools to do that. In fact, you know, again, there's still tools that are way beyond what a lot of marketers can handle. I think there's a gap between marketing um, maturity and skill gaps between being able to really use these tools effectively. That's why I think a lot of organizations still struggle with what their marketing departments look like, uh, breaking down silos, connecting things together, and being able to create great experiences that don't still, that that actually straddle that line of of freaking people people out, Um, that creepiness factor of how an ad might follow you or hearing something, you know, you talk in the room and all of a sudden your phone has an ad and all the ways that that kind of, that, that underlying conversation that you know happens with your friends like I, we were just talking about this and how did all of a sudden this show up in, in a Facebook ad and it's all because there's definitely things that are going on behind the scenes and technology is enabling us to do that as marketers right sell ability to wait ability to, Grab that content, grab that data being sold by an app to us to then retarget, put inside Facebook, put inside Amazon, put inside some other retargeting platform, and and show that up. But but it is that creepiness that is really starting to get on people's people's nerves. But on the same tone with that, I would also say that consumers have really let us do that too, right? That there is that that ignorance of of free. There's that ignorance of. I just want to get access because I need that, that real-time hit of dopamine, you know, and playing a game or, or downloading something or because of the new hot, shiny object, you know, this week it's TikTok, you know, two years ago it was, it was Instagram and you know, what are the cool kids using these days? Um, those are all things that kind of come into effect, but really marketers, we've had a great run, um, but now without its speed bumps. So let's get down to something that's really kind of basic. Um, technology is always going to be more advanced than what consumers and marketers are willing to or able to handle. Speaking from the world of being in marketing technology for the greater part of almost two decades, and having been the email marketer that's emailed an entire database from your work, um, being the person that has been watching companies like Adobe and Salesforce and Microsoft and Facebook come into fruition, where these apps are continuing to and these these platforms are continuing to create solutions or tools that can give marketers the ability to really target and hone in on things. It, it's it's interesting to see how our world has evolved. So you know if we all remember when email started to become really popular um, and more of a, a mainstream thing. You know spam started to come out, right? Pornography, uh, a lot of other unsolicited marketing messages, which. A lot of consumers still get today um, but a lot of that kind of stuff that came out and then in the United States you know in 2013 or 2003 we we implemented CANSPAM, which put in basically started to wringle in the wild wild West into some form of legislation that threatened organizations to put in practices to how they collected email uh, information, how they collected email addresses, how they sent out messages, um, how they and handled the opt out, you know, scenarios on subscribes, things of that nature. And, and that was a very interesting time as marketers to, to navigate those waters. And certainly technology has enabled us to navigate those easily now or more easily. And we've been educated and we still have ways to, to market without fear of getting sued, but it certainly doesn't come without its challenges. Of course, you know, the United States is not the only one that got into this in 2010. Castle, you know, came out with uh, the basically the Canadian version of Spam for all those north of the border. And then 2018, we had GDPR, which has started to evolve, not just about email. It is certainly about access, uh, data or data collection, and, and also trying to wrangle in this idea that there's one standard instead of lots of standards. And this is where we're starting to get into a little more complication in the United States. Where you have twenty something plus states have already started to put in legislation in a variety of ways around um, around just ways we can collect data. So things that I've you know looking at this a little bit further, we have in uh, January 2020 is when um, the CCPA, which is California's uh, consumer protection data protection laws, are going into effect. But Vermont has one you know set of laws, but it's really focused on data brokers. Um, Illinois has laws around biometric data collection and how that's used, which I didn't know about. But but there's, you know, starting to have all these different states. And GDPR was taking that idea and having one set of standards instead of having a fragmented 28 different national laws, you know, that it might exist. Today, there's 29 laws in the United States. California is really kind of getting theirs in the full play because theirs is a little broader in how that all works. But it's it's just causing complication, right? We've now our abuse of access to data, collecting data, how we use data, using these great technologies that are out there, have really started to now, they're going to bite us in the ass. Let's just put it plain and simple. We we have screwed ourselves, and the $64,000 question is whether or not we're going to be able to recover from this. As marketers, it is going to get really tricky as far as when you have different states having different laws with different ways of enforcement, how is a business supposed to... Communicate with a customer in California that has specific laws when they are headquartered in, that business is headquartered in Illinois, which also has regional offices in, say, Boston and Atlanta and Denver. It, you know, It's just going to get, it's going to get sticky. It's going to get tricky. And man, is it going to be tough for us to find ways to communicate, acquire, and and move forward with all this when you have potentially 50 states with 50 different legislations that are out there. And we have really no one to blame but ourselves because we've been doing this for over, you know, almost two years, almost two decades now. And it's just been the abuse of, you know, 5% of the organizations out there. It's causing all of this to to happen more and more because consumers are starting to, to pipe up. But we've had to let legislation come into play to regulate how we do our jobs because we've been lazy. Lack of a better word, we've been lazy. Now, that laziness hasn't come without its challenges, right? Legislation's come into play because we've had companies get lazy on cybersecurity. We've had companies not take their data security um, as serious as they should. And we've had breaches, right? I mean, how many different breaches have we talked about or heard about over the last decade of not just, you know, a couple hundred accounts, not a couple thousand accounts, you know, millions of people getting personal identifiable, personally identifiable information breached, right? So we've had... We've had credit. We've had um, the big um, credit providers have been hacked. We've got you know Yahoo's been hacked. We've had, you know, I'm sure every major corporation, not every major corporation, but a lot of the big major corporations. You know, those are the ones that kind of jump out to my mind right now. But we, it seems like every year we've had one of these. Like Target got hit. You know, everyone's been getting hit in some way, shape, or form. You don't find out for months later. All of a sudden, everyone's getting notices that they can have you know their. Credit history lockdown and, and you know a deep web scanning of their their contact information being out there and certainly it's it's always been top of mind and that's really where legislation's come into play but the reality of the matter still sits out is that data is being collected constantly and consumers are constantly giving it up for a value proposition that may or may not be the right value proposition for them but certainly. They're doing it and that's where we are taking advantage of that information and we're selling it and we're providing it to other people and that's business models that are coming on behind the scenes. Um, And that's something that I think as a society, we have to really start to get concerned about uh, both as marketers and how we move forward with all this different legislation coming into play. And then as consumers, at what point is it going to take for us to get real about how we treat our own personal data as a currency as a transaction, as a relationship with the brands we care about, the brands we want to interact with, versus just sharing information for the sake of sharing it. So what's gotten interesting is that not only are is legislation coming into play, but now you have consumer companies that are, are jumping into the ring as well. And so Apple, a few years ago with Safari, started doing things like killing third-party cookies, after 24 hours versus whatever time frame that cookie might have been set for, and for those of you that don't know what cookies do, besides being wonderful consumable items that are usually sweet and crunchy, sometimes soft and gooey um, that we consume from the from the grocery store or homemade. cookies in uh, internet marketing world are little, you know things that sit behind the scenes that kind of collect the data. That I was referring to earlier, and is powering a lot of the data transfer that goes into marketing technology systems. So Apple has said, nope. You know, as much as you want to track our, our purchasers of our products and users of our browser, uh, we are you know going to kill the third party cookies as much as possible to to make give you more privacy. And you've seen that start to come out more and more. Apple's taken a stance on privacy with some of their ads. Most recently, right before. The iPhone 11, with the iPhone 11 as well, um, Android has started to do. Google Android uh, and Android devices have started to do that as well with their latest version, uh, Android 10. I recently upgraded my Pixel to to that version of the software, and certainly having more limit or more ability to limit what apps have access to certain parts of my phone, whether it be contacts, uh, use of my microphone, location services. Things of that nature, I can really designate to not at all, which which may make the app not as functional or not work at all, or I can have them only be used when the app is um, being used as well. So location services for Facebook can only be used when I'm actively using Facebook. Of course, you have to remember to close Facebook after you're done using it versus just letting it sit behind the scenes, running it behind in a kind of a behind the scenes mode. But you have those options now. And, and Google and Facebook, or me, Google and Apple are certainly making a push in that because they own these solutions that are out there. And when you think about the ecosystem of how many people actually have an iPhone that's using Safari in a mobile setting, you have all the people that are. Using Mac Mac devices or Mac machines and that has Safari on there, um, they have a pretty good stake in the market being able to control some of that or give us the control to have some of that privacy restrict you know restrictions on there. Um, Android being the, the you know largest operating system that's out there and you think Samsung uses Android, um, certainly Google phones do HTC, you know a number of other providers is pretty much the ecosystem is either, android or apple um you know you have all that now happening potentially at the other end of the spectrum because while you have some more privacy coming in at the app level with the actual operating system google is also starting to flirt with the idea of doing a similar cookie crushing going on um with the chrome browser which is by far the most popular browser that's out there outside of it's probably chrome then it's probably safari And between those two browsers you probably come consuming or covering 60 70 percent of the of the internet usage out there i think uh, internet explorer has taken a huge nosedive certainly their microsoft's new version edge is is not as popular either so it, it, it's just at the end of the day you have now consumer companies starting to take privacy as a you know, maybe it's a, a benefit a feature use our browser get more secure um have more privacy options of how companies are collecting your data and and those are interesting ways to kind of play it out now certainly When you have an organization like Facebook, obviously the Cambridge Analytica uh, fiasco that's out there, it really never got solved, I think, but that was out there. You know, a lot of people use Facebook or Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook. You have all these apps that are out there that are doing things. You have browsers that are collecting things. You have operating systems that are collecting things. Um, Your behavior, your usage, the apps you use, screen time, how far you scroll down in an app. I mean, we can track... As marketers, we can track a lot of stuff about your behavior and then use that behavior to influence, uh, predict, do other elements to really drive into building better customer experiences. So is this, we're trying to collect stuff. You have consumers that are, you know, legislators that are doing things in the the light of all this this data breach that's going on. But now you have also consumer companies jumping in and saying, we're going to give you more privacy options as well. Now, I think there's a little bit of a twist to that. You have companies, again, like we'll we'll go with Google, for example. So Google not only has a browser and they have an operating system, they have their own real ecosystem platform, right? So they have all these now, they own Nest. They have all these Nest devices um, that are out in the world. You have the Google Assistant that's capturing data. Now you can do things in the new version of um, the Pixel phone. You can tell Google Assistant to to kill data, um, that type of stuff. But the other part of what uh, Google has is things like, oh my gosh, they also have an advertising engine, DoubleClick and AdSense. And so, and they have web reporting tools like um, Google Analytics and and other platforms from a marketing perspective. So now you have companies like Google that are delivering consumer products, but also have business products. And so the the question, they're not the only one though too. So right, so Apple has their content engine, they're a hardware company, they're a software company. they aren't as much of an advertising company, and I say that with a big asterisk of a of a yet. Um, so it's interesting when you have companies that are owning ecosystems like Facebook, uh, again an ecosystem of of products that interact together that a huge, vastly amount of of organizations and companies and and he, and individual people are using. And they're they're getting in other things like let's let's give internet to the entire world. So they got they're doing technology that's putting solar planes up in the sky that are allowing internet services to be beamed off of it. And yes, there may be the altruistic effort of connecting all the humans of the world. And thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. But at the same time, you're also collecting a boatload of data on all these people too. And you know what ramifications does that have? And I think Cambridge Analytica is just a, just a tip of an iceberg of what could be possible. So privacy again, like from that perspective, is an interesting, interesting thing. So, data collection, but now you have organizations that are going to limit some level of data collection, but also have marketing engines that a lot of marketers use. So, um, let's think about this from a slightly different, you know, another way from a business perspective. You have so Apple and Google own. Content create content creation tools in some cases uh, content delivery tools and and marketing tools. You have then Adobe that is a content creation set of suite with Creative Cloud. You have a, doc, a, a content marketing tool with its, it's Experience Cloud, but they don't have browser. They don't have the, like the real delivery solution yet. That yeah, you can create an app and you can create websites, but that still has to be delivered through a browser. And that browsers was owned by Apple and Google. Well, Google and Adobe. They, they compete in many ways on on certain solutions when it comes to analytics and, and other p- products. Um, not so much uh, Adobe and Apple don't really compete, but Adobe and Microsoft have a strategic relationship as well from a business perspective. And so it starts to get really interesting tangentially off into this idea of how many companies are going to start to like screw each other into a certain degree, right? So how data can be collected. So Adobe can do a lot from creating these experiences and stitching together an omni-channel, multi-channel experience for you as a consumer. But if Google or Apple nicks on how some of the ways that data could be collected, that value proposition of an integrated experience starts to die because they want businesses to use Google and specifically, I'll just use them. Google may want them to use their marketing tools To deliver all that versus Adobe's tools. So as a business, as a marketer, my life becomes more complicated because again, privacy coming into play. Apple and Google are going to use their privacy options as a consumer feature that's to use my solutions and tools. But at the same time, either one of them can be pressuring businesses to use their tools because they might say, everyone else can't get access to this data, but if you use my marketing solutions, my my analytics solutions, my content creation solutions, I will give you access to that. And while that hasn't happened, that's purely speculation. It wouldn't be far-fetched to see that happen. As a consumer, I think we we have this new power to start to regulate how our data is being used. But I don't know if we're there in a way that I think can go that gives us the ultimate right. Because at the uh, it's still this relationship between companies and brands, what do you want to get access to and how much are you willing to pay for it. And when someone is willing to say, "I'll give it to you for free, for your email address and your name," how many people are going to do that versus saying, "I will give it to you for $4.99 a month, for your name, your email address, um, other kind of demographic data about your household, and a credit card?" You know, th- you know that's the whole, I think, tricky part of all this, which is. I just think it's the tricky part, right? How are we going to balance out transactional transactions for content, entertainment, services, when you always have someone that's willing to go to free um, without that idea of, well, what does free really mean? And free really means it's not free. Nothing's free ever in a marketer's world. You're giving me something that's valuable to me, which is your name and your email address, which means I could do something with it it's your name, your email address, and maybe a zip code. It's your name, it's your geographic location. It's an anonymous person that is engaging with my website and my content and my mobile app. And then they finally register or log in and now I know more information about you to do something with. Those are all the things that free really means. It means I have information to use, share, sell, uh, and, and I will make money off of you in some way, shape, or form, right? That is just, it's business. But so if there's, you know, this rambling and rant, maybe there's, there's two things I want, you know, you the listener to kind of think about as you're walking away and thinking about this. So right, there's two challenges I have out there. I think as marketers, we need to go back to the fundamental basics, which is to create valuable experiences, to create value to our customer base, whether it be acquiring them, retaining them, um, having them turn into advocates for us. It really comes down to that that relationship. And that is, that comes down to trust, and it comes down to value. And that exchange between uh, my data, your data, for me to give you that value. And that is a permission. It's not an expectation. So jumping back to maybe a, a book that was written a long time ago by Seth Godin, uh, Permission Marketing. You know, Every marketer, go back and dig it up. If you don't have it, go buy it. Because it is that permission-based marketing that we need to go back to. That really is what legislation is forcing us to do. Um, and we've we've kind of ourselves in a position where we've, we've lost our way from that that perspective. So as a marketer, all the marketers that might be listening to this, I, I challenge us all to go back to the basics, which is permission-based marketing, the idea that our customers are so valuable that maybe we need to consider not the the revenue option out of the gate, which is selling their data, but is, is maximizing that relationship in the most positive way possible for both of us as a brand, as a company, as a, and then the consumer themselves and how they decide to work with us. Because if we lose that trust, and many companies do day in and day out, they are one click away, they're one second away, they're one fraction of a second away from going someplace else. And that's that's not good for us as business partners and as stewards of that data and stewards of that relationship. Now on the flip side, as a consumer, I challenge all of us to not blindly go into idea of sharing data for the sake of getting something for free. Because free is never free. Know it. I'll tell you flat. You know, as I said before, I'll say it again. As a marketer, as soon as you give up your information, that becomes valuable to me. So, so be wary that you may need to start thinking about: Am I willing to pay for this? And that is maybe a microtransaction of a few cents to get access to content. Um, maybe it's is a few bucks to get access to something. Maybe a subscription, which is a whole other topic in and of itself. Um, but how much are you willing to pay? Or that value proposition because the minute you're willing to pay for something that relationship with that brand that, that that company that organization becomes dramatically different at least in today's day and age versus free which basically you're saying hey, i'm going to give this to you for free i don't have as many concerns about how i don't have any concern of how you use that information i think we need to take a stand and say i am concerned about how you're using that information i don't want it to be sold Um, maybe I'm not going to work with you or use your product or service because you are being not trustworthy with that information. So I challenge us as consumers to really think about what does free mean to me? What does free mean in the context of my data? Because data is a currency and my my personal information is certainly a currency. And what are we going to do about that and be really diligent? Are you just going to let your bank account go open because you know, that is, you would never do that. You never just give someone your bank account and say, like, here, take as much money as you want. But when you give your data up, that's essentially what you're doing. You're saying, take as much from me as you want because I'm willing to give you my personal information that you can go do whatever you want with. And I think we need to stop that practice. So it's it's an evolution, it's not a revolution, but it is certainly something that we need to be thinking about from both ends of the spectrum to bring value because in the meantime, what's happening is you have legislators jumping into the mix because consumers are lazy and marketers are lazy and we are finding that legislation is now going to make things infinitely more complicated when technology is doing nothing but giving us opportunity to create better advancements and providing value to how we engage with organizations and brands. And when we have to start navigating legislation to find out when we can acquire and how we can communicate and when we can talk to you and how you can give feedback, that just doesn't work anymore that relationship becomes tarnished because we have to worry about getting sued and we have to worry about all these other legal things. And that is just the byproduct of us being at a point where we've just been lazy. We've been abusive. We've been untrustworthy. And man, if I, as a marketer have to start to navigate 50 different legislation, 50 different legislations to find a way to communicate with my customer base or acquire new customers, uh, we are all going to fall apart or it's just not going to work. Um, and probably a combination of both. So um, I'm going to wrap up my pod, this one, first episode with that thought that uh, we need to be more better stewards. And as consumers, we need to be better about how we are sharing our data with, with those brands that we're engaging with. So that is it. Um, thank you for listening. If you have a thought about this, if you have a, an opinion, please uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on uh, LinkedIn. Share your thoughts. Let's have a dialog We'd love to hear your points of view, um, about all this as well. So thanks for listening. Uh, looking forward to recording more episodes and that is all you guys have a great day.